The Shorter Catechism begins by declaring that the chief purpose of our lives is to find endless holiness and happiness in God. Hello, this is Pastor James. Join me as I go through the Westminster Shorter Catechism week by week, unpacking what it means for us to be holy and happy. Adam, as originally created, was a moral being. The impulse towards a life of knowledge, righteousness, and holiness was native to him as a bearer of God's image. The law was not an external thing that God gave Adam to obey subsequent to his creation. Rather, theologians have spoken of the law as being concreated with Adam. To put it in a slightly different way, we can say that Adam was a moral being because the moral law was part of his design as a human being. Even after the fall into sin, humans still continue to be moral creatures. While our moral faculties may now be marred and distorted by sin in varying degrees, yet there persists in all of us a universal instinct of what is upright, good, and moral. In fact, even for the relativist who refuses to accept any absolute moral standard outside of himself, the question of moral rightness is still something that is inescapable. While he asserts that no one person or religion can definitively say what is right and wrong, Yet, right and wrong continue to exist in his heart as moral categories that cannot be done away with. This week, as we continue our consideration of the duty that God requires of us, we come now to the subject of the moral law. Question 40 of the Catechism asks, What did God at first reveal to man? For the rule of his obedience? Answer The rule which God at first revealed to man for his obedience was the moral law. In his letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul makes the point that Gentile unbelievers are without excuse with regards to the moral law because although they may have never received the written scriptures, that contain expressions of the moral law, yet this same law is written in their hearts by virtue of their being created in God's image. In Romans chapter 2, verses 14 to 16, we read, For when Gentiles, who do not have the law, by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. As something that is immediately and directly written in each one of our hearts, 
The moral law is a rule or standard that God fully expects us to obey. In the same way that we would expect a healthy and well-cared-for apple tree to be productive in bearing apples, so God expects human beings made after His own image to show forth this image through good works that are in obedience to His moral law. The problem is, as the preacher in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29 puts it, God made man upright, but they have sought out many schemes. God had created man originally with both the desire and ability to live in accordance with the moral law that was written in his heart. Sin, however, has incapacitated us. So, while we still know the moral law and know that we ought to do it, we don't want to and no longer have the ability to follow it. Thankfully, the good news of redemption in Jesus is that for those who believe in Him, God recreates them in Christ with both the desire and the grace to begin to obey the moral law. Now, with the Holy Spirit helping us, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This program was brought to you by Pilgrim Community Church, a confessional Presbyterian church that meets in Cubao, Quezon City. For more information, please visit our website at pilgrimcommunity.church.